Over the past century, Americans have grown to accept the idea that marriage should be based entirely on love. Um, We obviously agree that love is important, but this widely held belief does beg the question, what exactly do we mean when we say love? Is it the warm, fuzzy feeling we get when we're thinking about our special someone? Is it a decision we make? Is it some mixture of the two? And do soulmates exist? <laughs> so we, we're, we're not ambitious at all. Not at all. <laughs> we're going to try to tackle all these questions in an hour or less today. So um, this is the Sword Between the Sexes, and we are going to try to define love today. And uh, hopefully we'll have an answer or two for you by the end of the show. We're going to talk a lot. I mean, thousands of years of philosophers and poets. We'll knock it out in an hour. Absolutely. So um, I'm Olivia. Uh, he's JD, and we are really excited about um, doing our second episode. <laughs> so, um, and before we start, um, I just wanted to say we are so happy that so many people have been listening. We didn't really expect many people to listen at all, so it was a pleasant surprise when we started getting people messaging us and uh, just letting us know that they listen. We really appreciate that. And we actually noticed that most of our listeners are not married, and we just wanted to say that we think that's great. Um, we actually want to talk to y'all probably more than any other group, um, wouldn't you say? Or Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially since the folks who have been married for a long time probably know more than us anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> we've got we've to have our own crowd to talk to, I guess. So That's right. Um, so, But really, marriage is just one of many topics that we plan on covering, um, especially like today's topic. Love is something that affects everyone, whether you're married or not. So um, we'll probably reference our marriage in particular a lot here, just because that's our life and our experience. But this is a show for all Christian adults, whether you're single, married, somewhere in between. And this is not going to be like one of those conferences where it's like, now all the non-married people need to leave and, and you have to go to the singles room while the real grown-ups talk. Like, it's not going to be like that. And I'm sorry if you run one of those conferences, <laughs> <laughs> but that always really kind of bugged me. So we're not going to be like that. So, all right. All right. That's all I wanted to say about that. So here. All right. Well, without any further ado, uh, love. What are it be? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really. Okay. Um, So basically, people usually think of love as a noun, but, you know, we were part of the DC talk generation, so we have always thought of love as a verb. As a verb? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a verb. So, all right. They're either either laughing with us or or they're shutting it off now. Yeah, good. Not not all of our (laughs) devoted listeners are left. Um. So basically, um, what we wanted to talk about today is just kind of how our definition of love has changed over the course of our marriage and how we've kind of drifted away from the feelings uh, side of it and kind of define it more by actions and choices now. So you want to talk about that a little bit? or? Well, yeah. Um, you know... Love is a feeling. It it it's it's fleeting. It changes. You know, you it it. Love is a feeling. Is more dependent on mood than almost anything else. It's it's you know. Do I feel warm and fuzzy today? It it. It's not a, a very strong edifice. You really can't. You really can't go through. You know. The actual trials of living by doing something like that. It's a. Um, Love is an action. Love is love is something that you that you are actively working on. You're actively doing. You can't you you know you can't say I love you and it's static. 
it's 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 I'm I'm waking up early every day to go to go to work for you. I'm cutting the grass when it's a billion degrees outside for you. It's it's that kind of thing. It's not it's not I just feel good when you're around. Yeah. You know, I feel good when cake's around. <laughs> Well, you know, thank you for comparing me to Kate. That's quite an honor. You know? <laughs> um, no, absolutely. I totally agree. And I mean, another thing about the feeling is the feelings are nice, but like you can't control that. You know, it's kind of, it's it's not, it doesn't say anything special about you that you have feelings for someone. It doesn't say anything special about either of you, you know, because you can't control your feelings. Um and that's kind of, you hear a lot of people say, I'm just going to follow my heart. You know, I'm, I know he's bad for me, but I love him and I have all these feelings for him. Well, I mean, the feelings, does that does make the situation complicated, but we can't make bad choices based on our feelings. You know, we can't act on feelings alone because, I mean, we've all probably seen countless examples of why that's a bad idea in our own lives. So I'm not going to bore you with examples, but I mean... What do you think? You agree? Well, it, it 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 all. It seems like the whole cult of love as a feeling really turns on this idea of falling in love, which has always annoyed me because you know I, I always picture you know I tripped and fell over and now I'm covered in this goo or something. Yeah. It's it's not. It's 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 not a involuntary reaction. You don't you don't say, oh no, now the stars align and I'm hopelessly in love with this loser who won't get off his butt and get a job. Exactly. You know, uh, you know of course we're going to talk about the negatives there, but even even if the guy is great or the chick is great, it's still it's not an involuntary reaction. You're not the universe didn't just snap its fingers and say you're in love with this person now. Deal with it. It's 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 a action that you it's an action it's a choice that you make mm-hmm. and um as unromantic as this is going to sound you know two decent humans can love each other no matter who they are it's it's it doesn't take oh that's that special person that's my soulmate or whatever it's it's i choose to be in love with this person i choose to uh to be that husband or be that wife or halfway decent boyfriend will finally get a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, honestly, part of what made me choose this topic was um, a book that I ended up reading last month, uh, Buying a Bride and Engaging History of Mail Order Matches by Marsha A. Zug. And um, even though I'm not going to delve into, it, she goes into a lot of detail about these mail order matches and these kind of arranged marriages that were organized by various governments during colonization. Um, but what really struck me was that the idea of a pure love match was not really even accepted as a valid choice until maybe the 1920s. Um, before then, uh, marriage was view, view, like viewed more as a business transaction or just kind of a practical it's um, kind of a practical arrangement where you know you're the guy and you're out in some wilderness that's not really civilized you're working in a mine or a forest or whatever it is that that you're colonizing the place to do and you want Being a, a lumberjack, wife. and that's okay. Yeah, and usually in these areas, there was a lot of crime and general discontent. They couldn't get men to stay, so they brought in women to help them build families, settle down, stay in the colony. 
And the women that usually came saw this as a way to actually, I mean, usually people will kind of look at the whole mail order bride thing as, oh, these women were being like taken advantage of or objectified. But usually these women voluntarily came and they saw it as a way to um, exercise authority and agency over their own lives. You know, they thought they saw it as an opportunity. They could have a family. They could also see the world. They could also get away from the old world and all the constraints socially there. So um, it was actually viewed as like this brave um, patriotic thing to do to be like a mail order bride until about the 1920s when we stopped needing them, really. So that's kind of when the idea of the love match and, you know, it shouldn't be practical. It should all, all be all about the feelings. Um, that's kind of when that set in. And, uh, it just really made it, it was interesting because you know the mail order bride thing still happens today online and most of those marriages are very happy and they're like oh well of course i love this man because he takes care of me and my child and you know he's nicer to me than the men were in my country and i like to keep his house clean because i i just like to clean and we have you know we love each other and it's like they didn't i mean they met on a website you know they didn't have the feelings first but they've grown to love each other and they have like a really high success rate you know as compared to most typical american marriages so that that was really interesting to me so it's kind of why i chose the topic today <laughs> so um sorry i'm babbling did you want to say anything <laughs> i'm rambling um but anyway so that's kind of what spurred this idea on and maybe uh, I just kind of wondered what other people thought, too. So um, I'm hoping to get some really interesting feedback from this episode. So Definitely. Maybe we'll generate some hate mail, too. And you'll, yes. You people don't believe in love, and you're terrible. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, what we have kind of decided through, like, through what we've experienced in our own marriage is that we would much rather have the choice of love from our respective partner than just love as destiny and love as feeling because that's not really romantic because there's no choice in that um i mean it's kind of like in the garden of eden god didn't create you know worship bot 3000 you know he created people that had free will that could choose to um worship him or not because the choice matters you know without choice um devotion is meaningless so, I don't think they can hear you nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, it's um, without without the active choice to love my wife. I mean, it really, it really, it, it would really be meaningless if 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 I was hopelessly bound to this one person because the universe or the force or the flying spaghetti monster deemed it to be so it, 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 you know the love I, I hold for my wife and the devotion there would would be hollow there's 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 you 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 must have free freedom to act you must have freedom to choose and uh you know kind of kind of going back to our um to our last episode where we talked about you know if you're having conflict you need that level of safety in order for there, you'd have healthy conflict and, mm-hmm. and really fight and to fight fair it's 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 the same thing you know um as much as I am devoted to my marriage and have no intention of ever breaking it off, the, the fact that I am making that choice to be here, that I'm not compelled, that 
if I really wanted to put myself and my wife through it, that I could walk away from all of this. That's part of what makes it work. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact, you know, we're, 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 we're not, we're not in the gulag. We're not, we're not forced to be here. And that, and, and that makes it that much more valuable. Mm-hmm. So I Absolutely. think I'm kind of dancing around in a circle at this point. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We both do that a lot. So <laughs> dancing's fun. no harm, no foul. Um, yeah, absolutely. I um, I had a train of thought, and it just just went on by the station. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, this kind of action um, love that we're talking about, basically, it, it's the whole like to love and to cherish part of the traditional wedding vows. Like that's really what that's talking about. You know, a lot of times, it, I, I used to think that's just like a fancy way of saying love twice. You know, cherish is the same thing as love. But it really isn't. You know, it's it's not just sitting around staring at each other. It's um, actively showing the other person that you value them. And that is not really shown through saying, I have feelings for you. <laughs> um, you know, because that, that kind of gets tiring, I'm sure, after a while. So um, what we're going to do is, uh, just like last last episode, we have some questions from the Focus on the Family's Marriage Mentoring Discussion Guide, which we found online, and um, it's a good resource. It has a lot of interesting material in it. You should um, search it online if you're interested in learning more. Um, So this is a section of questions just about um, cherishing one's spouse and how we cherish each other, and we've discussed some of these, and some of these are just going to be kind of off the cuff, so hopefully this will be interesting. So, do you want to read this? Uh, this is like a quote here from the the guide that I thought was really great. Uh, says, successful marriages are made up of two people who intentionally treasure and honor one another. Yeah. Seems to be the theme of our of our little endeavor here today. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's go over these questions then. Uh, the very first one here says, "Why were you attracted to one another in the first place? What do you like and admire most about each other?" Well, with Olivia, the the thing that got me interested in her in the first place was overhearing her holding a rousing conversation about the French Revolution with some folks in the uh, in the um, lounge of, of the history building at Montevallo. Well, it used to be the history building. That the building is now vacant, unfortunately. But well, they've already heard that story. Yeah, but that that's but you know it was it was. And this is going to sound so terrible, but so often in college, I, I, I dealt with the, the vapid college girl who really had no interest in anything and just kind of skated through classes and things like that. So hearing, oh, hey, here's a woman, and she's not only intelligent, but also really interested in something. You know, and, and I know that's gonna I'm, that's probably gonna be more of our hate mail, but <laughs> you know she's she's just genuinely interested in something, genuinely engaged in something, and that and my ears perked up a little bit. I'm thinking, who is that? That so that that was that was the initial thing was intelligent and has her own interest. You know, and that's something that we've really been able to maintain. Olivia has her own set of stuff that's completely separate from my set of stuff that I do. It's you know it's um. I'm I'm sure everybody knows, you know that 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 one girl who is only interested in the things her, you know, the boyfriend of the week is interested in, and really has no, no substance to herself. So, you know, I, I, I without it sounding too bad, I guess, you know, I was attracted to Olivia because she has substance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's good though, because yeah. I mean, that's not going away. So yeah, um, I would say, I guess, in the first place, um, I. I kind of like had a crush on you from the first time that I saw you, which is really two years before we actually met. Um, but also, it was kind of just you just looked like an interesting person because the first time I saw you, you were toting a tuba case around, and I was just like, "Huh?" You know, it was just it was just like not something that you see every day. So it kind of made me interested, and um, you just kind of like talk to me, you know, um, a lot of people didn't just kind of come up and talk to me and I'm really shy, but I felt like really at ease with you when we were talking. So, um, I guess it was kind of a mix of like physical attraction and just like, you seemed like an interesting person and I kind of wanted to know more about you. Um, but really, I mean, like now, I mean, I guess the second part of the question is like asking, um, what we like about each other now. Um, I like that Olivia's substance didn't dissolve. Aww. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, seriously, we're we're two we're two very separate, very distinct people, and I, I I love that about about her. You know, she she doesn't get subsumed in in my hobbies and my stuff, and you know, she respects what I do and what I'm interested in, and I respect what she does and what she's interested in, but we've, we live separate lives, and that's, and that, uh, that's, that's incredibly valuable, well, I think. not separate lives. Well, yeah, but we have separate I mean, don't say stuff. it like that. Yeah, I yeah. think we're like Lucy and Ricky, Ricky Ricardoing over here. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she, 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 she writes, and she does, you know, the podcasting thing and all that, and I, I ride motorcycles and, you know, fix stuff around the house and whatever and 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 trust me fixing stuff around the house is actually a lot more enjoyable than it sounds like yeah he he likes it praise the lord <laughs> so that, that's like what happens it. when you raise your kids playing with legos um but i guess now like just some things that i really like about jd is that he's a really hard worker like he's one of these people whose just natural inclination is just to go until he like gets sick or passes out like he will not take he doesn't know how to relax which is a problem but it's just like it's just it's good that i love how dedicated he is to like getting things done and doing what he needs to do um taking care of us and uh, financially physically with the stuff around the house um he's also just like a really thoughtful gift giver um he just I'm really bad at picking out things to give people, but like he gets me stuff that I didn't even know that I wanted. Like if I saw it in the store, I'd be like, oh, that's cute. But it's like, like, but when he gives it to me, it's like, oh, I really did want this. Um, just stuff that I never would even think to ask for. So, and I can never, never reciprocate. I'm always like, here's a bottle of hot sauce and a summer sausage, like always. <laughs> um, but I just really appreciate that he's really considerate like that. And he just, yeah, you're considerate. So I try. Do you want to say something about me besides I'm just substantial? <laughs> <laughs> Very substantial woman. She'll last through the winter. <laughs> Hush. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, Olivia's creative, and she and she 
you know I'm whimsical. Whims yes, yes. You know Because over here he would be living like in a factory or something if I wasn't there to just sprinkle a little whimsical chaos into his life. Olivia is the reason why our house is not beige. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So next question. As a couple, what are some of your most important traditions, rituals, and or celebrations? How do you see these uh, use these traditions to strengthen the tie that binds you to each other? Well, let's say like New Year's is important. Yeah, we uh, our first date was on New Year's Day, and uh, we pretty much just spent the whole day doing random stuff, and it, we retroactively termed it our our first date. Yeah, we ended up having two meals together that day, and we saw a movie, and we went to World Market. So we don't normally reenact that whole thing because we're not twenty anymore. And that's tiring. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's 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 that's kind of our New Year's Day thing, though. Is we try to we try to reenact that first date a little bit, and you know, we've got our own little little Christmas gift giving rituals and stocking stuffer type stuff. Then, and we um like we usually for Christmas, like we wait until like a week before Christmas because we're both so busy, and we don't have kids either, so it's not like we need to plan ahead of time. So we go to World Market um, and. We'll, like, get two different buggies and um, get some stuff that, like, blankets or whatever that we can cover up whatever we have in our buggy. And then we go through and, like, we pick out gifts for each other. And um, usually we try to wait until Christmas Day. I don't think that we actually have made it that far. Um, We both are just really excited about the stuff that we bought and we want to give it to the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just really fun because it's like a game of like trying to hide your stuff from the other person and trying not to see uh, what the other person's getting for you. And it's it's just fun, you know, and it's it kind of happened out of necessity. I think our first year of marriage and then since then it's just been kind of what we do. Um, not for all of our Christmas shopping, but just for like the stocking stuff or type items. So We end up finding each other the weirdest little random stuff too because we'll, we'll, we'll set like a $20 limit or something like that. And, yeah. you know, you know, so when you're shopping for knickknacks and you got a budget, you'll, 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 you'll have fun. It's creative. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But as far as using these traditions to strengthen the tie that binds, you know, it's just simply the fact that it is a tradition that we are doing this you know throughout the year these are things that we look forward to you know these are things that we're doing together and they might be hokey or they might be you know unimportant to an, to an outside observer but for us these are things that we're gonna do we're, we're excited about it and and just the fact that it exists brings us closer together ties us closer together you know the, the fact that I, that I know Come New Year's Day, we're going to go get a hamburger and probably watch a bad movie and spend the day together. <laughs> it's, 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 it's exciting. It's, it's, it's just, it gives you that rhythm throughout the year of you know these things are coming. You have that expectation. Yeah, and I mean, and not to equate our relationship to like religion or anything like that, because that, that's totally not what I'm trying to do. But like for our relationship, like these little... Um, traditions and like celebrations and stuff I mean it kind of serves as a remembrance just like communion is a remembrance it's like when we do this we are like remembering something specific a specific time and place in our relationship that was special and so we are choosing to let that live on and be like an active memory instead of just kind of letting it disappear I don't know. Like that's probably sounds really crazy, um, but it's kind. Of, I mean, 
yeah, it's like we do the same thing every New Year's, but um, and maybe that sounds boring to be doing the same things for the same celebrations every year, but I mean, it's kind of like Christmas. I mean, like, I don't get tired of decorating a Christmas tree every year or eating Christmas cookies every year <laughs> um, or, you know, any number of things that you can do around Christmas time. It's just, it's something that helps you take, like, take take you back as a group or as a couple or whatever to a specific time and place and, like, have this shared emotional experience. So, I mean, that's kind of why I think it's important. Again, it's that same pattern. Yeah. You know, emotions follow actions. Mm-hmm. So... Cool. So next question, which of your shared memories are most meaningful to you? What are you doing to keep them alive? Well, one of our shared memories is walking around the living room right now. It's uh, Olivia got me this this kitten when I, I moved into my apartment. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah. I was like, what's walking around? <laughs> and, you know, I moved into this apartment. We were, we were engaged, not married. So I moved into this apartment by myself. And Olivia was so very concerned that I was going to be lonely. So she got me this, what, six-month-old kitten? Uh, No, three three months old. Well, three months 12 old. Twelve weeks, yeah. Yeah, it's this little bitty thing. And I had cats before, so it wasn't like, you know, fish out of water or anything. But He didn't even want it. Oh, not at all. Let's I, just outline that right up front. He I had did not no, even want it. I had no desire to have a cat whatsoever. But, you know, the pretty girl that I promised to marry was thrusting this upon me so there we go so but you know i i i took care of the cat and um you know we've we've got him now he he's 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 a member of the family he's over four years old now and it's just one of those little dumb things you know there there there, there's so many interactions between us and so many just simple little domestic memories of, of us together that involve that cat and um, it, it just wouldn't be the same without that. And, uh, you know, as far as what you're doing to keep that tradition or memory alive, well, I feed him. I guess that, that counts, right? Baby, that's so sweet. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go with the cat. That's so sweet. Well, you know. just sitting here, like, crying over here. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, he's, he's, he's a sweet animal. And um, the fact that he took a solid year to warm up to Olivia after we got married was pretty funny, too. Yeah, well. Yeah. It's multiple took times. me that long to warm up to him too. Let's yeah. just say, uh, several times where he knocked her glasses off or attacked her ankles or whatever. He was ready for her to go back home. She was not yeah. supposed to be staying the night. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a chaperone or something. That's right. Know. He didn't. He didn't get the the memo that we were married. He was very upset. Um, I guess like for me, I have a couple. Um, when we were dating. Uh, he started uh, teaching me how to drive a stick shift and the first uh, several attempts did not go well because I am a perfectionist and I was also very nervous around him and I was like wanting to impress him I didn't want him to think I was stupid because I was still very self-conscious about what people thought of me back then still am to some degree Um, and he you were not very patient at 23 no i was pretty terrible yeah so it was just it would like he would he would be like come on let's here let me teach you whatever um and i'm like okay and then i would get frustrated and he would get frustrated and there would be screaming and crying and gnashing of teeth and all that good stuff 
But, um, and I didn't even realize that, I didn't even remember this really until he brought it up a few uh, hours ago, is that um, it finally clicked for me when he was showing me how the clutch and the gas and all that stuff worked on his motorcycle. And then I was like, I could see it a lot clearer um, on the motorcycle because it's all external. And I could see what was going on and what was happening to like let the gear shift and everything. And uh, after that, I kind of picked up a lot quicker. And now, I mean, I, I drive that car, I drive a stick every day now. <laughs> so, um, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. So, um, that whole experience, it, it made both of us better because it made me um, more willing to be vulnerable with him and to, to lower my uh, defenses with him and not worry so much about being a perfectionist around him. And I feel like it made him a little more patient. Uh, dramatically. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. And just, 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 just a little bit of unsolicited advice, guys. Be nice to the girl. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, you, th- you thought that you were being nice at the time. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you weren't, but it's okay. Not everybody can be nice all the time. Right. At that, and then... I have one more. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. We used to live in this apartment that was a converted movie theater. And um, it sounds a lot more charming than it actually was. (laughs) It was really cool. I'm glad that we have pictures of that place. And I'm glad that we lived in that place. Past tense. (laughs) I'm glad that we're in a a different place now. Um, But uh, we had a deck that overlooked Main Street and everything. And it was really really cute. And... um, one day it was uh, raining really hard and we looked out and like the rainstorm was just pouring down and I had been joking for a while about how I had never been kissed in the rain even though we had been married for a long time and I don't know that's kind of like the stereotypical thing that happens in movies and I was like oh everybody's always making this big deal about being kissed in the rain kissed me in the rain and he was like okay and so he grabbed me and like drug me out on the deck where it was like literally pouring down rain i could have picked a better day (laughs) i could have picked a better day where it was just like sprinkling no i had to pick like a monsoon and he kissed me like we didn't have an umbrella or anything we both got like soaked to the bone um for him to kiss me in the rain it wasn't as great because i have glasses so i was like fogging up and i couldn't see and there was rain everywhere (laughs) So, but it was like he he did that for for science, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was just really sweet because like it was really silly and it was really stupid because we both got wet and we had to change clothes and everything. But it was just like he was willing to do something silly like that for me, and it just really meant a lot. So yeah, being silly is important. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is better than mine, though. The cat? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You stole the good one. Well, yeah, you had two, so That's quantity true. and quality, right? Okay. There we go. Uh, let's see. Can you honestly say that you regard your spouse as a treasure? How do you express your feelings of mutual appreciation? Well, feels like we've kind of danced all over that question with most of our answers already. Well, I mean, let's get, like, specific, though. Like, details. Like, if you... I don't know hypothetically say that you just like wanted to make sure that I felt extra appreciated like what are some specific things that you might do hmm if I wanted to make sure that my wife felt extra appreciated I would do 
honestly, there's nothing dramatic that I would do. And I really think that that's kind of the the heart of what we're getting at right well, here. Yeah, yeah it's, what, it's, what, it's, what, what'd you do, though? Well, I'm saying it's 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 nothing dramatic. It's 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 a thousand little things. You know, I would I would come home and maybe clean something that nor- you normally clean, or do something that you normally do, or say, hey, let's go get a hamburger instead of you cooking tonight, or just just little little things, little practical things. You know, it's it's you know just like we've been saying this whole this whole podcast so far. It's not. You know, love is not so much about grand gestures or big emotional things or kissing in the rain. It's <laughs> it's about the little things underneath that. It's about being silly and it's about you know, I I perceive that maybe you need a day and you need an evening outside of the house and you know, maybe we'll just go walk around in the yard or something like that. It's 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 those little things that you know, if, if if I'm doing my job even halfway right, then I should be able to pick up on mm-hmm. on that and and see how oh, yeah, maybe you know that pretty girl I con into staying <laughs> with me forever. You know, maybe she'd appreciate that. Oh yeah. well, and actually, when I came home this afternoon, the dishes like the sink was piled high with dirty dishes when I left for work this morning, and when I came home, it was empty, and that I did notice that. I, f- I haven't been able to tell you yet, but I did notice that, and I appreciated it so. There you go. Um, I guess, like, for you, it's similar, I guess. Like, usually if I'm, like, if I can tell you've had, like, a rough week at work and it's Saturday and I'm at home uh, while you're at work, I will, like, go do some laundry because I hate doing laundry, guys. And he's really good at it, so I just let him do it most of the time. But if he comes home and I'm like, hey, I did some laundry, he's like, you did? (laughs) Wow, what happened? (laughs) I was like. Are you Olivia for real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but just stuff like that, or like I, I'll, um, he likes beef jerky, or like different hot sauces, or just like little oddball food things. And so if I'm in the store, I'm like, oh, like chocolate covered blueberries. That sounds like something he would like. I try to get like a little treat for him to enjoy because he works six days a week and usually fifty plus hours uh, a week. So um, we don't get out go out and do stuff a lot so i try to find like little treats and stuff that he would appreciate um i'm the more person like i mean i like to go out to eat so that's why he always suggested if i you know if he can tell i need a little pick me up but his thing is he really likes to have like an interesting little snack while we're watching tv at home at least that's what i've gathered <laughs> i'm about to say maybe i'm wrong i'm gonna reveal it on 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 the internet yeah. um but so yeah i just try to like i just try to do something that like says oh i was thinking about you when you weren't in front of me you know basically is what that boils down to mm-hmm. so. it's called it's, it's it's called being considerate kids or like yeah just putting your needs above the other person's needs above your own even when it's kind of a pain to do so yeah so and then that actually segues really nicely into our next question uh how do you respond romantic feelings ebb and flow what do you do to fan the flames of romance and keep them burning the (laughs) (laughs) the way you said that i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) and 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 again just i mean not to sound too much like a broken record but the uh the whole reason that that we're hung up on this idea that that love is action and and you know the commitment that we've made to each other is 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 born of action not feelings is because feelings do ebb and flow there's days where you are just having a crappy day and 
you know, I don't want to look at anything that's breathing and just leave me alone or whatever. And, and, or just, you know, periods of, you know, a few days, weeks, or even months where you just, it's kind of irritable. You're not really having connections that are like really deep or anything like that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that anything's wrong. It's just that life happens and life kind of stinks sometimes. And, um, I don't know. Sometimes it's just easier to try to just take care of yourself than to take care of each other. And it's easy to slip into that. But really, one, I mean, one or the other of us always kind of like notices that and kind of, I mean, I don't, we don't really have conscious discussions about that. Or maybe I'll say like, you know, we haven't been out in a while. We haven't connected in a while. We haven't sat down and had a good conversation. Because it's like really easy, even when you go out to like, we fell into this habit a while for a while was just like we would go out to eat and look at our phones most of the time and it's just kind of like we had to make the conscious habit of like let's put the phones away while we're out to dinner because the whole point of going out to dinner is that you're distraction free from all the stuff you have to do at home so you can talk so um it's just kind of like noticing those things and just saying well if we're not having a connection now what can we do to kind of like channel us back into having those uh, feelings and connections? Because usually it's just really a quick fix. I mm-hmm. mean, if it's not anything, like obviously none of this advice is supposed to apply if it's like a big issue in the marriage, like infidelity or anything like that. Like this is just kind of, you know, everyday humdrum right. <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, you just kind of like make decisions that kind of, you know, you got a little off track and, and, you know, place barriers on yourself to force yourself back on track. And I don't know. It's well, the, uh, the, the whole traditions thing kind of plays back into this too. If you, if, 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 like in our case, we do have these certain days throughout the year, these certain events that we, we try to always do. And, um, you know, that, that, that's always a huge boost. You know, we've... Yeah, it's like an emotional shortcut, you know? You know, like like around March, sometime in March every year around our anniversary, we'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take a week vacation, week time off work, and we'll, we'll plan. We do. We go on a vacation. We'll go do something. We'll go be somewhere. And, and it's nothing, it's never anything incredibly extravagant or expensive. Most people kind of look at us sideways when they find out what we did on vacation. Yeah, it's like we went to like some forts and some national monuments and yeah. some parks and some really great restaurants. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> but but we we have a, we have a week and we know that we're going to be doing it. We're 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 away from everybody else. We're we're focused on each other. We're focused on having a good time. And and you know maybe it's january and it's cold and it's rainy and it's miserable outside but we know that in, in, in you know come march we're going to go do do something together and it's going to be nice and that and that, and that, that can be a huge and yeah that can be a huge pick me up for just the relationship in, in general and of course not everybody has the opportunity to do something like that i mean really really and truly the first proper vacation i'd ever been on was our honeymoon yeah but it, and we don't go in every like we don't go places really um every year like sometimes we do staycations or whatever where we'll like we'll go places but it's never so far that we have to find a hotel like we'll go to nashville for a day or gulf shores for a day or something um but we just find interesting fun stuff to do and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money doesn't have to cost a lot of time you know it's just making a conscious effort to do something together that's just about the two of you Mm-hmm. And I think this 
probably doubly applies when you have uh, kids too and we don't have kids yet um, but uh, you know you gotta make time for the marriage because the marriage is like the foundation of the family so and 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 this is maybe my just personal pre- uh, preference here but seeing movies is typically not the greatest thing to do for something like this because no. because you're, you're you're sitting still in a dark room looking all the same direction watching something happen elsewhere if you're looking to connect with somebody while watching a movie you're you're, you're doing one of the two wrong you're either connecting wrong or you're watching a movie wrong yeah we don't really even go to movies much anymore like maybe usually only if it's a movie we really want to see um maybe like twice a year or something and it's never about like let's go spend time together it's let's go watch the movie right um so the uh the 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 big point is that if you're doing things together do things together Mm -hmm. it has to be something that's active uh you know there's there's museums that we like to go to there's there's just nerdy stuff that we like to do because we're nerds and even it, just it going works. to like a store and walking around and looking at stuff and talking about it that can be a date and it costs absolutely no money except for the gas that you burned on the way to the store so that's right. um so yep that's that's how we get the romance just be active going. not passive yeah that's really the thing is you can't sit around and wait for romance to happen to you you know you have to um just be out and willing to to do you know go places and and do fun things and um really establishes that connection yeah okay last question how do you talk about each other around other people in social settings do you feel valued and appreciated by the other i feel, I feel like i'm going to be a little pompous here but <laughs> if you ask anybody at work the only things i talk about at work are work my beautiful wife and my annoying cat and that is it and that you is, know what? You would, most people are thinking that he's lying to suck up to me. This is totally true because I go, like, uh, stop by his work to, like, tell him something or drop something off. And these people I have never met are like, oh, you're Olivia. You're so cool. He talks about you all the time. And, like, you do all these awesome things. Um, and so he's totally telling the truth. And it's really sweet. Sometimes creepy when the people I don't know know a lot about me, but <laughs> it's just really nice because so many people, it seems to be kind of like a cultural sport for us to like nag about our husbands and wives to other people. And you know, everybody has to vent. That's true. You know, every once in a while you got to be like, oh, they're driving me crazy today. But um, I mean, we don't, that's not something that we do publicly or um, definitely not like on social media nothing but happy good things on social media because and not like to create some kind of false i don't know personification of our marriage or anything like that it's just that that's the only stuff that's appropriate to show to the public um we obviously we fight i mean we've you know we we have issues and stuff but that's not really um, Facebook's business, <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. it's not really most other people's business, you know. And unless there's some kind of um, violence in in a relationship or, or some kind of uh, something that makes it unsafe, that really doesn't need to breach the marriage or one or two close friends or a spiritual advisor or something like that. Like that's that's private, you know. Um, build each other up, especially in each other's absence, because. Um, you want to set a good example, you know, and um, it's well, really hard for other people to respect your, especially for women. I mean, 
it's really important. It makes a big, profound impact when a woman says um, that she respects her husband and chooses to respect her husband with her words around other women because um, it's really easy for. And again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm painting with a broad brush here, guys. Um, we women tend to um, like. We like to complain about things in groups, um, and I, I'm including myself in that. It's. Um, gossip and just complaining about things that we shouldn't be complaining about um and a lot of times husbands get the brunt of that and husbands aren't perfect people and they do things that are probably need to be corrected but um we need to handle those issues within the marriage and or or if we are talking to our friends about it we need to be doing it in a way that is asking for advice or asking you know for edification not for lambasting the other person you know well and 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 from a, on a practical standpoint how can you expect your marriage to be solid and successful if the only thing you have to say to to, to other people is my spouse is a moron yeah it's it, it just, just doesn't work and and like you said, it's, it's it seems like the, the the culture tells us, you know, oh you you know while you, while you're you know before you're married that person is 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 wonderful and beautiful and they have no flaws and you have these stars in your eyes and everything, and then the moment you're married that person is the biggest moron you've ever dealt with and, and how how dare they breathe, you mm-hmm. know, and it's 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 neither one of those it's neither one of those you know you're 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 flawed human beings trying to make something happen together, it you know none of us are perfect we're all going to do stupid stuff and so long as long as there's no malice behind it we need to be a lot more forgiving and surely be a lot kinder to each other you know in the other's absence well especially because if the person is absent like that's just low because they're not even there to defend themselves i mean you can you know i mean you have to extend grace i mean grace is so important in marriage because like you said we're both flawed people Nobody's going to be perfect all the time. So, I mean, we have, you know, you can't be content in a marriage if you constantly just focus on the negative instead of choosing to forgive and extend grace. Um, Because a lot of stuff is just, like, difference of opinion, really. It's not really anything that matters. Like, I don't know. Like, we, I don't know, we used to fight about, like, the way to load the dishwasher or whatever. Now it's like we just load the dishwasher differently. It's, I mean, we just load it differently, and we may disagree with how the other one does it, but is that really that big of a deal? That's right. There, Not there, really. there, are, so. there are very, very few hills worth dying on. Choose, choose them carefully. Yeah. I think probably the one thing that you learn the most about a marriage is how little, um, how very few things are truly objective as far as, like, the right way to do things. There's a lot of good ways to do things and very very few things that have a right way mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just kind of have to i don't know you just have to learn how the other person does it so yeah and accept it so i guess that's pretty much um pretty much it unless you had anything to else to add i i i, I think we've tackled it i think we've um our definition seems to be that love is action. Yeah. Love is lo- love is conscious choice. It's 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 a conscious commitment, even when uh, even when feelings are hard to come by or evaporated or things are hard or whatever. Yeah. Now, of course, this is this is in no way to you know forgive somebody 
of doing horrible, terrible things like Olivia mentioned earlier, you know, Violence infidelity or, or whatever, yeah. you know, it that's 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 the far off extreme that we're not even discussing here. You know, it's just the daily grind of, you know, you got to get up tomorrow and go to work and, you know, the the cat box needs to be cleaned out and the <laughs> dishwasher got loaded funny and it's just that daily grind of life and saying you know what i i i was lucky enough to have this person agree to do life with me together and you know let's 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 just treat each other well and choose to love each other yeah well and i do realize that we did have a question that we didn't even really talk about directly is do soulmates exist to find out our answers to that question you're gonna have to read my series of books no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i mean you can if you want to i do i do definitively answer it in there um in short we you can probably guess by now we don't believe in soulmates because so much of a successful relationship is based on active choosing and action and um you know, I think that um, the feel, having the feelings initially definitely helps you skip ahead <laughs> uh, down the love road. Um, it helps, but um, ultimately, um, without the actions and the choices, um, doesn't really mean anything. So um, we're very happy together, and I do think that we were, you know, that God placed us together, but I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that um, we're you know, JD is the only person that could have ever possibly made me happy. Um, he is now because that's what we've decided. You know, we've decided that we're married and we're going to be committed to each other um, until death do us part. But um, before we made that decision, um, if anything had happened before then, I don't think that we would be like bitter and alone right now. I think that we would, if not be with other people we would at least be on the road to being with other people and live happy lives you know but um i mean i'm glad that that's not the case but i don't think that there is the one um there might be someone that god's kind of pushing you towards but if you mess that up it's not the end of the world for you so um so basically that's it um if you want to read more about um this kind of attitude towards love like i said i would recommend um marcia a zug's book buying a bride and engaging history of mail order matches and there's also a great new york times article to fall in love with anyone do this and you'll have to read the article to know how to do it so look at that clickbait (laughs) it actually is worth it though it's not one of those where it's just like nothing it's like a scientific study um basically these people fell in love like um staring into each other's eyes and asking intimate questions like about their backgrounds and stuff and they did that for a certain amount of days or a certain amount of hours and they fell in love so anyway but still read the article there's a lot more interesting stuff in there um so all right i guess we're signing off We'll be back probably in September with another episode. We really can't really promise more than maybe once or twice a month. So, well, definitely in September since tomorrow is September. About to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, I guess we will see you guys later. Please contact us with any comments, questions, any feedback. Um, we have a Facebook page, The Sword Between the Sexes. We have a Twitter handle at the sword between and you can also uh contact us on our personal facebook pages if you would like so uh signing off bye